163 passengers, 75 survived. I didn't catch most of that because I just hit the button. You didn't know oh, you just hit the button? <laughs> I wasn't like, ready to you're, start. You came out of the gate. I know. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> well, I'm like hyped. Oh, this was like a really cool story. All right. I feel like we don't get those all the time. Yeah, I'm surprised. I know. Thanks, Dad, for the good recommendation. Hmm. Leave it to my dad. He's always like, did you ever hear the story about blah, 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 blah? And I'm hmm. like, no, please tell me. And then I'm like, that's an amazing topic. You're going, podcast, podcast, podcast. Yes. Maybe we'll stay on topic for him this time. Then. Oh, Maybe would... we should have him just like research like ideas. He'd be really good at it. He gives them to me like every time you know, I have some conversation with him. He's like, uh, did you ever come across this? I'm always like, no. Give him a retainer fee. Tell me more about it. <laughs> Sometimes I know ones that he's talked about, but right. this was definitely one I had not heard before. Well, think about how many flights have... But... Yeah, but think about all the stuff that happened with this flight. How did we not know about this? As ghost hunters, how did we not know about this story? It's before our time. Wait, isn't most stuff before our time when you're talking about ghosts? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Past, present. Hmm. Present, past. So on tonight's episode of Parababble... We have. Oh, yeah. We have for that. your listening pleasure. Three people, one plane. And a lot of ghosts. And a lot of ghosties. Yep. Eastern Airlines Flight 401. Is it a scary story? Um, yeah, I think so. Okay. Because it got some creepiness to it. Okay. I'll let you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> let us know. I know. Was it scary enough? Did it hit the scary meter? Did it hit the scary we meter? We should have a scary meter. Yeah. Oh, I like that idea. You could rate our shows or... One star, they suck. <laughs> no, not that type of rating. Amongst ourselves, what we like, we can rate it. Yeah, like, we should need, we need, like, the sound effect of the... Yeah, we could rate it on a scale from, like... One to two. From like, uh, no, not one to two. I was thinking a little more creative. It's like, gotta be like uh, one to ten. One like, to thirteen. Like, like from crime scene cleanup to Japanese bathroom. Why do we have to start with yes. crime scene cleanup? Yes, or body parts that wash up on beaches. Look, oh yeah, that one was so bad I forgot. It wasn't about. for your yeah. Japanese uh, demon bathroom freaks. I, there would be no business for these I'm crime kidding. cleaners. I like it. Where's the middle of that though? The middle? Yeah. Like, I don't know, like Roanoke. Or first oh, episode yeah. ever, maybe? No, that one sucked. Number stations did not suck. That wasn't the first one. The first one was Shadow People. Oh, yeah. Well, still, that's a good episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black Eyed Children was like a big... It was a big hit. Yeah, big episode It was awful, though. Yeah. yeah. To us, we thought it was kind of like why. off. Because kids are creepy as it well, is. Well, and here we are two minutes into this episode. We're already <laughs> off topic. Oh, no. We were going to try for your dad. <laughs> right. Back to dad. <laughs> we just can't do it. It's not in our nature. No. Nope. Oh. But I do like the idea of this. We need to work on this. Yeah. We need to add it to the Google Doc. It it should be Parababble Rabbit Rabbit Hole. Yeah. No kidding. That episode was a real we get there, though. crime scene clean. Yes. It's eventually just, we do. The problem is we gotta get the people to, you know, get with us to follow that road. Mm-hmm. All right. So for those of you that don't know the story of Eastern Airlines Flight four oh one, where do we start with this? December 1972. December 1972. Okay, so we're going to set the stage, right? It's a flight leaving from JFK, flying into Miami. Yep. 9.20 p.m. It is a Whisper Liner. That's the type of plane. Okay. It's made by Lockheed, which was an L-1011 plane. Which is important to know. Yes. For the rest of this story. Yep. Okay. 
So they're on this flight. The crew is busy, right? Looking at a, a burnt out light for landing gear, indicator light for landing gear, right? Everybody's focused on this. Yep. Yep. Like, oh, look, this light over here is out. This might be a problem. And meanwhile, they fail to notice that the autopilot gets disconnected and the flight starts to, the plane starts to lose altitude. Right? Yep. I think the problem was the, the landing gear light wasn't on and they thought the landing gear wasn't working. So they're all focusing on that. Mm-hmm. They're not paying attention to anything else. Yeah, because right they're trying to get that landing gear down. Right. And little but Jimmy's looking out the window. Look, it mommy. Turn, turns out the landing gear was down and it was just a little light bulb in the light that was right. burned out. Yeah. And meanwhile, the plane's going down, 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 down. And before they realized what was happening, it was too late to correct it, and the plane crashes. Kaboom. Into the Florida Everglades. So, not everyone died. No. 75 people survived? Yep. Okay. 103 died. 103 died. I believe it was, at the time, the... The um, worst plane crash in U.S. history, um, as far as deaths go. Yep. It was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Which, again, is weird that we've never heard of this. I know. And when that plane was going down, the last... There was between 9.20 p.m. and 11.40 was the... Um, 11.40 was the last comment made about that. And then I would imagine the plane crashed at that point because they didn't hear anything. So the people that got rescued, um, I guess it was an airboat driver that was from the area that heard them and saw, you know, the plane crash and came out and started rescuing people. And the flight attendants were, like, trying to keep everybody calm and, like, singing Christmas carols and trying to keep people's spirits up, which must have been, like, I can't even Mm -hmm. imagine. I mean, you're in the middle of the Everglades. You're on part of the remnants of the plane you're waiting to be rescued you've just gone through like such a traumatic thing and that in itself is like scary you know Mm -hmm. but what happened after that was even scarier so there was two main people that i think we have to focus on absolutely i got three Oh, okay. Well, I have two. How okay. many you got, Jeff? I got, I got two. So you and I are probably on the same page. So the captain, mm-hmm. Bob Loft, and yep. then the second officer. Don Lepo? Lepo? Repo. Repo. And then who do you have as the third? The co-pilot, John Stockhill. Gotcha. So shortly after this happens, people start seeing the ghosts of these three people. On other flights. Particular flights. Absolutely. And the accounts started coming like fast and furious. But they didn't know right away, the two or three, that they were starting to see. They just knew they were seeing ghosts at the time. And then they started to put together, oh, that guy looks like such and such. And then they started to trail it off to um, Bob and Don. Well, some of the surviving flight attendants saw, saw them yeah. on other flights also. Yeah. Yes. Which is crazy. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I mean, there were reports of people at, at JFK Airport that saw the, the, the captain, Bob Loft, in his full uniform on the flight deck. And they even had people that had conversations with him, not knowing who he was. And they said that he just disappeared right in front of them eventually. 
So there was like some some correlation between some of these ghost mm-hmm. sightings mm-hmm. too, and like them. It almost seemed like they were trying to warn people of bad things that potentially could happen on flights. Because I saw there was like a couple different stories about that. So maybe we can just kind of go through and see what sightings everybody's got. Mm -hmm. And see. Because there was a lot of them. And there was also a book that was written about this. 1976. There's a a movie too. John Fuller wrote the book, The Ghost of the Mm -hmm. Flights of 401. Um. There was like a big, huge thing with this because the management for the airline tried to like squash all this and was threatening to like fire people. Well, yeah. it's bad business. It said that they removed all logs, all log books that had ghost sightings in them. And he threatened to fire anyone who talked about it. So Somebody, somebody's sitting on those logs. It was serious. Mm-hmm. Like there was a lot of people. Flight attendants saw Repo's reflection in the overhead um, door in a galley, in the oven door in a galley. Mm -hmm. So that, and obviously she recognized who he was, which is crazy. Um, Another saw Loft's face staring back at her when she opened an overhead bin. Those two were the first ones that I saw, and I was kind of like, eh, you know, disembodied head. Mm -hmm. That's a little weird. Reflection in an oven door, I could see that more. You know, being a possibility. But I think the craziest ones were when people saw them and, like, talked to them. Yeah, and interacted with them. Yeah. Like, having full conversations with Loft. Because now you've gone from a residual haunting yeah. mm-hmm. to intelligent haunting. Because yeah. that's all I thought it was at first when you brought it up. Was residual? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's residual haunting. Yep. Okay, let's look into it. And I was like, oh, no. Nope. <laughs> Residuals don't do that. So because of that tragedy um, and happening so fast, and the whole theory behind that is when you die fast like that, you know, you're lost. You don't cross over to wherever you may be thinking. So you're going to see a lot of these guys. I, uh, to me, I find what's amazing is that they're seeing them on all these different flights. And that kind of goes against, like, if you have a haunted chair, the chair moves. But now you have them on different flights, going to different places, different mm-hmm. people. Um, <clears throat> you know, them seeing them all over the place. So they're moving around. Mm-hmm. Well, most of them happened on this L-1011 flight 318. That mm-hmm. seems to be where a lot of these were initially being seen on. Um, some of the ones that really stuck out was the entire Eastern Airlines crew that saw Repo sitting among them on another flight. And the crew said that he warned them about a faulty electrical circuit, which was found and repaired. That's freaky. Yeah, I have another one, too. Because it's multiple people seeing it. Yeah. That's a lot of energy. There's another one, too, with involved Repo. Like, mid-flight, a flight attendant said she saw the reflection of repo in something and he warned her of a fire and then the engine of that plane actually caught fire and was forced to make an emergency landing then there's other reports of them running into repo like before the flight started and he's like oh yeah i just completed the pre-flight checks and then disappeared just like a loft and this went like all the way up the chain Mm because there's even a report eastern airlines vice president saw loft on a plane preparing to take off from jfk like, that's crazy. 
I'm going to go back to it. That's a lot of energy. Um, a flight engineer saw Repo sitting in his seat when he came in and said to the engineer, you don't have to worry about the pre-flight yeah. checklist, and then disappeared. Like, that's crazy. I mean, all these kinds of stories. And, you know, so some of the speculation was that Loft and Repo especially felt very personally you know, responsible for what had happened. And that's why they were coming back to do these like good deeds. Trying to prevent tragedy. Yeah. But it's just so nuts. And then I don't know if you guys saw the information about the parts for the plane. Yeah. Cause I thought that's where it was going. Is that the, cause it's like what it was pushing on you. Like when you first look into it, it's like, Oh, cause all the parts from the old plane got reused on other mm-hmm. old planes. And it was like an attached attachment or residual energy from those things but right it's like uh why would something attach itself to a random part airplane part and if it was residual they wouldn't be interacting like that i what surprised uh, this is not even like ghost related i wouldn't even know why they would use a plane that crashed in the everglades yeah. So for other parts to be good yeah. to, to, to refurbish or use backup parts i mean i get it expensive but you would think that would be like right. a total loss. I wasn't able to find anything that said whether or not that actually happened. Yeah, I was just going to say that. It's like, it's speculation because mm-hmm. uh, some well, they people can tie said it, it never happened. They never used those parts, but then other people said that they did. But the fact that they tried to keep it so hush-hush to begin with. And they weren't going to have any of that. <clears throat> the right. spirits are like, nah, mm-mm. we're going to let you know you. <laughs> I mean, you know, if they're pulling logs and threatening to fire people. Could they have covered up the fact that those parts were used? It's very plausible. And we know how attachments work. I mean, it doesn't have to be anything in particular um, for something to imprint on. You're saying the owner of Eastern saw saw them the, on the uh, one of the flights? The owner of Eastern flights? or I saw that a vice president for vice them president. saw... Loft on another plane that was preparing to leave for JFK. So with him seeing this and probably knowing the stories that have been abound and him trying to be part of the whole company, you you have to almost look at it as a business thing too because who's going to fly planes that are... Who's going to get on planes where people are seeing ghosts, which they're having... Us. (laughs) Right. Besides us. Accidents along the way, or oh no, <laughs> the captain showed up. Uh, he said that we're all good. There's or there's going to be a fire on the on the engine. Um, yeah, we're good. You start believing into that because people will. That's just going to hurt your business. You're going to be maybe that's why they yeah we're all hush hush about it. I'm sure that's what they were afraid of. Told everyone stop right. talking. So about I don't. I don't, yeah, the bottom line, I think, is save the business, obviously, because this became a wildfire. It got everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, it's like, you know, you don't want to keep bringing up the reason why people might be seeing those things. Mm -hmm. So it's in their best interest to cover up any of it. Oh, yeah. So that they don't keep talking about why the ghosts might be attached to it. But it's really interesting that they had a couple different types of hauntings throughout all of this stuff. Because typically you don't see that. You know? mm. You'll know, you either get one or the other, mm-hmm. but you really don't see the same spirits interacting different ways. Right at different, at different airports? 
like being residual to the point where people are just seeing reflections or seeing them with no interaction, but then being intelligent to where people are having conversations and that's just crazy in itself. I know. But how do you know it was residual when they just saw them? Maybe you just didn't have enough energy to interact directly. It's true. I mean, I think any time mm-hmm. that there's a group of people that say that they saw something, it it you it has more credibility, you know. Like if an entire crew says that we saw this person and they knew who he was, right? How do you just brush that off and be like it didn't happen? You work for this company. You know what the owners look like, or the president, or the vice president, or whatever. Um, you know the captains because you fly with all of these guys. So, yeah, you're gonna know this. You're not gonna. Yeah, I can't see anyone going. Hey, you know it's a really good story. <laughs> well, and there was a lot of other people that passed in that whole tragedy, and nobody saw them come back. That's what I thought was interesting too. Like you have how many people? A hundred and three people that died. And the only people that they reported saw were the people that worked on the planes. Unless you can go back and say, well, those are the only ones that people recognized. They would recognize. Yeah. Although, if there was a passenger on one of these planes and they're just there, you notice that. If they're not supposed to be there, or if they just disappear in front of you. like they, Well, they'd be like just seeing a regular ghost on a yeah. plane or a spirit. But I also think it might, like we said earlier, it might tie into the whole they feel responsible for that. And they're there, <clears throat> they're there to warn people. Would, would the um, people who survived recognize the face, the faces of the captain and co-captain? Maybe, maybe not. But if they saw pictures of it and say, "Oh, yeah, I was on that," you know, that's a little different. But these um, stewardess and stuff, they they fly from city to city to city, and then you know they know who all the pilots are. It's like a it's like a roster. So for them to start seeing that. I don't think there's there's any gained value by them trying to lie. So if they're really seeing this, then the reports start coming out of the woodwork. Well, I saw the I saw Aleppo, I saw Loft. Okay, now we got an issue. Now we're seeing spirits on our plane. Yeah, that's not good for any public business unless that's what you do. Spirit Airlines. Spirit Airlines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wasn't our Spirit Airlines? Yeah. 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 Hmm. wonder where that idea came from. You know, this, uh, I found something here that's supposed to show you how it was different times. They made a movie about, a TV movie it looks like, about the uh, the crash, the airline crash, and they called it Crash. And it was made just six years after the actual crash. Do mm. you think they would do something like that now if something like that happened? No, people would be in yeah. uproar. Yeah. You think? Oh, yeah. But hey, they got William Shatner and Adrian Barbeau. Well, now I'm going to have to go watch that. 1978. Well, I don't know how. I I would like to talk to some of these people that were on this plane. If there's any survivors and stuff, or stewardess in particular, that would be neat. I think most of the stewardess survived. I think only like one or two died, it said, but most of them survived yeah two of them passed away three of the cockpit <coughs> crew two of the flight attendants and then 96 passengers so wow. it's kind of crazy when you think about too like how all of a sudden you know you're told well if you keep talking about it you're going to lose your job and then all of a sudden things start happening 
that no, you know, like the, it just disappears. Nobody talks about it anymore. There's no sightings mm-hmm. being reported. Yeah, right here I got, after 1974, like there was nothing. It just stopped. So did it really stop or did people just get scared of saying anything anymore? Maybe that energy just, it dissipated. That energy that was used for them to be seen just, it, like anything, it could happen in the spirit world. It just, it's lost its mojo, so to speak, and then they're no longer there showing it. I think people just stopped talking about it. So it became that common? Well, I think they got scared. I think people probably didn't want to lose their jobs, so they just stopped mentioning it anymore. I mean, to go to such lengths that you're pulling flight logs out, you're really trying to cover that up. True. They denied doing that, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. <laughs> of course they would. Yeah. But how did they go They're missing? Like, we didn't remove any flight logs yeah. of something that never happened. <laughs> it sounds totally logical, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. See, that'd be like haunted antique right there. If you find those flight logs. That Eastern's no longer Mm-mm, anything. No. It hasn't been for years. It actually got bought out and switched over to a different name. But those those are probably sitting somewhere in some box somewhere buried. Yeah. Some like person from the company probably. It was their job to like steal them and he still has them. And if that plane crashed, would you want to hold your job as a stewardess? going forward mm-hmm. after you've you know gone through the trauma of like oh my god i just like you know ended up in the everglades in a plane crash and i lived do i really want to go back up flying again well your chances of being in another record so you've <laughs> met your quote right you've met your quota <laughs> but you know how 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 sound is your soul to be like yeah, let's do this again. Well, part of the reason too that they said they they tried to put the kibosh on all of this was because the families of you know, Loft and Repo were getting upset by all of the sightings about them and all the things, and they were upset that Fuller wrote the book and other things happened. But I feel like, I don't know, I, that's got to be kind of a comfort, don't you think? To know that there's well, something after <clears throat> this and that they're trying to do something to, like, help save people. Like, that's kind of... A positive Yeah. Spin. Like, they're not coming and, like, you know, scaring people and... Well, these families, these families, do they believe what's, what's their, uh, religion or spiritual belief or something like that? That they don't want the name run into the ground as a bunch of crazies. I don't remember. I think it was Donald Repo's family. Actually, I think it was his. I'd have to double check, but I think they, they really believe that it was him and they, they were angry that the airline said nothing happened and they tried to cover it up. But they believed that. Because they had experiences themselves. Oh, they did. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's not uncommon for spirits that have passed to come back to warn people now about things. That's mm-hmm. like a pretty common thing. If we just did a, some research about it, I'm sure we could come up with lots of examples of spirits, ghosts interacting to try to prevent Mothman. <laughs> I, I was thinking happening. it, but I wasn't going to say it. I know, I said it for you. But, you <laughs> know, you. there's lots of that. And it's like... It makes sense, like, why they would be coming back. And the kinds of things that they were saying that the pilots and the, you know, people on the flights acted mm-hmm. on and then found, you know, like, they didn't just know to go and check those things. Like, something had to have told them that. Right. It's just 
randomness that you, yeah you where do you pull that from oh well there's gonna be a fire in this or you know check this electrical over here who told you well funny story <laughs> at that point you might be like i just have a feeling <laughs> yeah you know yeah <clears throat> you gotta wonder though when they did stop and if they stopped because like eastern airlines isn't around anymore they show up on other airlines. We could probably look up how many airplanes. how many crashes Eastern Airlines Eastern Airline has had since seventy two going forward. Until they stopped, right? Because didn't they like go away in the eighties or something like that? Because you think, like, imagine if they were still popping up on on random airlines that obviously aren't Eastern Airlines because they're not around anymore. Like, people would freak out just because of the security at airports now. Yeah, <laughs> right. They'd kind of stick out because, you know, they have uniforms that wouldn't match. Sure. Well, and then you have to think, mm-hmm. like, is it that they were tied to the pieces of those planes that were on those particular planes? Or were they just free-floating spirits that could show up at any point at any place? Yeah, but they're free-floating only for Eastern, though. So they're... I mean, if you their think mindset about... might be, this is who I worked for. The, the, the last thing they remember, or however it plays out on the, the other side when you die like that, okay, the only thing you know is what you knew. I mean, we know that haunted objects are real, right? I think right. As paranormal investigators, I think we, we've seen We're on the yes end of that. That, you know, we would have to believe that's true. But so, they deny saying that these parts went to other planes, right? Well, of course they did, but... Did the, right, right. How how well do you know the back room I mean, of any company? You're gonna salvage anything. Anything you're gonna right. salvage, right? And if you right. do that, do and you, it could go down to nuts bolts. Right. Do you reuse a switch? Do you reuse? I mean, you know. Yeah, they had several other crashes after that. Quite a few, actually. Wow. There's like, let's see. They had ten, ten after. After four hundred one, wow, and nothing really came did up not after. Have a good <laughs> flight, flight record. record. No, and I don't know if. Does it say so, what kind but, of planes they were? Uh, if you click on each individual one, it will, and give the details about. So far, I've clicked on three of the ten, and all of them have had deaths. Any more of those L ten eleven planes? Not that I've seen. Because those were where the sightings were. It was on those planes, and think about how many. How many interactions they had where they told them about faulty things. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's some serious, like I said, that's some serious energy if that's the case. If all, if all is truthful and you believe that that it could happen, that's still a lie. Oh, wait a minute. These may have not have been after. Because these are in order of the flight numbers. Oh, so you'd have to look it up individually. And yeah, some of them, there hole. are some that I'm seeing that are afterwards, but some are before. So it's kind of all over the place, but something happened. I mean, you're right. It's a lot of energy, but think about like the circumstances of that, the impact, like the alone, the you know, your adrenaline on top of that, the end game. I mean, if you're going to make an imprint, right, energetically. Here's another L. 101, 1011 mm-hmm. crashes, 1981. When did Eastern, but when did no Eastern one fold? But no Same. one died on it? No one died on that one. 
Da. Here's another one, 1983. But no one died on it. Uh-huh. I mean, it'd be interesting to know, like, if we had the exact flights that those sightings took place on to see if any of that stuff was the same. It's funny, all the L-1011 ones that I've found so far that happened afterwards, they were crashes, technically, or incidents that were considered a crash or an accident. Zero fatalities. Yeah, I think it's just those two. That's really interesting. I feel like this would be a really awesome case study, and I don't know why there's not been something, like, more done with the story. Because you got to figure a lot of these eyewitnesses are probably still around. You'd still be able to track people down and talk to them. See, here's one, 1975, a few years later, where there was 113 fatalities, but it was a Boeing 727. And they were mostly, the sightings were mostly concentrated around that particular type of plane. Yeah, I'm almost through the list here. So in 1991, Eastern, um, that was their last, that's where they folded. They closed, they went down. But an airline took over Eastern um, that was called Texas Air Corporation. Yep. So we could really, we could really like put a part two to this and just dig into how far this went. Yeah. So it looks like I went through all the crashes. Two additional L-011s crashed after that one and neither one had any of the deaths that's interesting mm-hmm. everyone survived both of them I mean and safety being what it you know was then compared to what it is now right. but it's like I said there was at least two instances that we know of when either well I think they were both repo on both of those weren't they that warned people about yeah, he issues. was the one that was warning people. He was the engineer. And then people just saw loft mm-hmm. in places. Yeah, and he would just like be there just chilling and So the engineer was doing all the warning. Makes mm-hmm. sense. And then you gotta throw a I'm sorry, you gotta throw a question mark on top of the whole craziness of this idea. You know, how many people look at this and be like, That's some crazy ass shit. <laughs> nah. Nah. They, there's no ghost. There's nothing like that. And then there's gonna be people like, Wow. That is crazy, and you look at the facts of all of this and all the little different things that happened. You just don't make that up unless, well, nope, you wouldn't do that. I was going to say, hey, a ghost warned us. Right. We're going to have a fire here. We checked it out, and you know what? It was right. Our planes are inspected. You, know, you can't use such a wide-open theory. Right. To make your plane, your your outfit look good that way. Well, and from a from a paranormal investigator standpoint, if somebody called us about this particular incident, right, and they started telling us about the sightings that they've had and the interactions that they had, we would be intrigued by this. And we would be like, this sounds like there's something going on. Right. Because it's multiple people. It's not like a one-off or a right. two-off. You're it's not now... like, yes, right. one or two people have seen this. Mm-hmm. Now multiple sightings See. are happening. Multiple interactions, and when you're getting information from a spirit, a ghost, Mm -hmm. that then you can look at in real life and and correlate it, it, that's really some solid evidence. Yeah, because you you always go into a, not you personally, but, um, well, yeah, I was on this flight, I saw, 
you know, I saw Loft. Oh, wow, really? Guess what? I was just talking to one of my friends that works over at Eastern. They saw the guy that died on the, a different flight warning them of something that was going. Now it's word. Now it's hand of hand and mouth down. So. Yeah, now you're looking for that guy. Hoping there's nothing right. wrong with your flight, well, right? Right, but and the other, but the other idea of that is it goes back to like you said, it's not one person that heard it and just kind of spread the rumor or made a story that they might have saw that. There were several people that was seeing this, and it wasn't just that. You know, it was all these different flights, and all these people had the, the stewardess all had some type of connection or work relation or something. So yeah, because we have we see tragedies happen all the time, right? right? But you don't hear stories about like stuff like this happening. Do you do you think that would make it out to the news though? Because look how they look at when you see uh, oh there was an alien or there was a ghost spotted on the, you put it on the news it's kind of like a ha ha kind of moment and there's really no opinion behind it because it's so I don't think they would put that out there necessarily that way in, in a belief system. I mean so, it's possible, but you just think about like. The most tragic things that we know have happened, you know, like bombings and terrible things happening. You don't hear about ghosts coming back and warning people about circumstances. You don't hear stories about that. You don't hear stories about people being seen no. in those locations still. Like so, this is so specific right. to this particular... It's not even a generalized idea. It's right. things of physically or... You've seen things physically and things have been said that you probably would have no knowledge of when it comes to like a plane and saying, hey, you know, check this or check that. And who said that to you? Well, you'll never believe it. And for some reason, they end up being right. What are the chances of that happening? Probably zero. This is why this, to me, this story is really believable. As crazy as it sounds, it's yeah. believable. And I don't think we come across too many of those. Right, where you just Usually go, we're like, yeah, it's crap. Right, you go back why. and forth on it, but I, I, well. That's what I, I was ready to do, like, when, when it first, like, brought it up. I was like, yeah, it's probably boring. It's probably like, oh, it's just, you saw the guy standing there and he disappeared. You didn't interact with him. It's residual, boring yeah. stuff. And, and it wasn't. It was no. like the complete opposite at the I mean, everything seems solid and legit, and the point behind going out of their way to say this stuff doesn't make any sense whether whether the company wanted to cover up stuff and they're like no we're actually seeing this we're going to put that out there you know that's the power struggle but it's very believable because what what would be your what would be your gain by s saying you're seeing all this stuff and working for this company as a stewardess or something and i think the the stories themselves are really interesting too because like I feel like an airplane, you could have like a residual haunt, I'm doing quotes, mm -hmm. because you think about what they do in there. They do the same thing every time, same actions over and over and over and over and over That's again. a really good point I didn't even that's think That's what about. I thought when you first brought it up. I was like, that's probably all it is. Yeah, but then they're on repeat. Yeah. But then when you get them interacting like that... So, yeah, like you would see them coming as, into the yeah, cockpit every soon, time or standing in a certain yeah, spot Yeah, that's what I time. thought it was going to be. Yeah. So I was like, you know, they do the same routines every single time, and it's the the airline workers that they're seeing. But then when I read the first account of, like, them actually sitting there and having a conversation with Loft and, like, interacting back and forth, mm -hmm. and then he just, I was like, oh, that's different. That's not what I expected it to be. No. At all. 
Because it, it's like we don't typically hear those kinds mm-hmm. of things. Or if we hear it, it's from like one or two sources, not multiple sources right. across mm-hmm. like... This is a pretty big, wide open story. Right. And coming from many angles. And it's always like when we talk about UFOs and we talk about like abduction stories and it's like, well... Is it really real? Well, if it's not real, how does so many people have the same experience? Like, you have to put some credibility to that, right? Sightings of Bigfoot. If so many people have seen the same thing, there has to be some, something Something going on. Somewhere. You know, if it's like, you can't have all of these people independently saying something. And you're right. Like, why put yourself out there and say that you've seen that? Next thing you know, she's fired or he's fired. Right. Or you're on less flights, you know, you're you're a problem, Yeah, you're crazy. You know, this has traumatized you since that accident. Right. It's like, what do you gain from from putting it out there? Well, who knows? Maybe maybe the president, the owner, the VP, maybe they're like, this is bullshit. You guys need to knock it off. Without saying knock it off, we're going to take any of the physical uh, facts away from you. We're going to take the log flight away. We're going to do this. We're going to make everything disappear in our power without being saying, well, without saying you're nuts. So maybe they, maybe they treated their employees bad and they saw this and they, wow, you really should have taken care of care of us after this accident and stuff like that. I don't know what's going on. And then maybe they said, you know what? Screw management, screw, screw the owners. We're, this is happening and we're going to speak up on it. There's lots of little things in there, but at the end of the day, this seems very possible that they saw all that. I mean, I would believe it. I do believe it. Do you believe it, Rob? I believe these people said all these things. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Getting around. I believe this that they believe they saw what they I said believe. they saw. Yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> But you personally still don't. Well, like, who knows? Eh. How would I know? You know. I yeah, but just because really you have a, you have a, okay, you have a larger fact-based, I say that in quotes, story here that just isn't. It's mm-hmm. not really questioning. Where's all the the question marks in this? Where's the what if or no? That's not happening that way. You can pick a lot of stories apart that way and just throw it out there to the people and let them decide it. But this is very. Nuts and bolts. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. They they saw something. And the reasons that they're coming back. You right. Know, like, this is not a vengeful spirit. This is not a spirit that... Is, right. You know, is trying to... They're trying to do problems. positive. They're trying to... Right. Yeah. You know, say, hey, look, there's problems on this plane, this flight, that flight. What kind of interests me a little bit, too, is how they're just, like, showing up on these random flights, though. Obviously, the one that crashed, but something, you know, did they put the parts into other things and they had attachments to it? Or did they just say, hey, this is what I worked for. This is the last thing I know. That's why they say a lot of people come back to the same spot they were killed or murdered if it was that fast. So they slammed into the Everglades. They're lost. They don't know. They don't know they're dead, but they're going to. See right here. They don't know they're dead, but they're going to tell people. They're going to tell who they need to tell that, hey, there's something wrong with this plane. Okay, now explain away that fact. Mm -hmm. It just keeps going where you can't. It's a solid story. There's lots of accounts of spirits showing up, you know, to warn people of things. Like, you know, we've done episodes where, 
you know, guardian angels, whatever you want to call them, have come in and protected somebody at the last minute or warned them or interrupted something so that somebody didn't get hurt, you know, it's like, if we think that they're capable of that, then again, it makes more sense that it could have been really happening. Could they have been, you know, could they have been the angels just watching over what they could watch over and protect what they could protect, you know, going forward after they passed on? You don't know. I think for myself, like, I still always struggle with, like, the, is it, there's a really, can you come back? Can you not come back? Like, can you make yourself known? Can you not make it, you know, that whole thing. Like, I believe that you can probably, you're still there in some form. Right. But it's the, like, manifestation piece that I still struggle with because the things we've seen, we can't deny, right? right. But not every spirit can do those things. Right. They so, don't know how to do that. Maybe they didn't believe in that. Right. Maybe these pilots saw things that in the skies or airs that made them believe differently. You know, we could Or maybe the tip, energy was so much in this particular like said earlier, case yeah. that there's enough of it or enough belief in them. I don't know. Because that's the other thing, too. It's like the more people talked about it, the more the sightings increased. So it's like, you know. It, that energy. It's like Peter Pan. You know, you have mm -hmm. to like clap for the fairies so they, <laughs> you give them the energy so that they stay alive. I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to make light of it, but you know what I mean? It's like, right. does, does talking about it increase the likelihood that you're going to see something? If that was Are the you case, feeding we, the energy in it? We would have seen a lot more things than we did. We have. <laughs> right. So you have a random, you have a random flight of people after this has happened within a year. Say you got, I don't know, 75 people on a flight. Maybe that flight has a lot of energy. All those bodies that are on that plane right. might form some type of... Plus all the electrical energy. stuff that's on it. Plus, I was just going to say, you're trapped in a flying electrical box, basically. You're trapped in a uh, ferret. So, you, yep, you can yeah. send that energy and it can keep spinning whichever way it is. But then you go to the airport and they're seeing them... At the airport, not on the plane, not as this, not as that. It's a lot of people, though, still. Yeah, still a lot of energy. Around. Well, okay. Librarian. The only thing they knew, but a lot of times you see that librarian after they've passed doing the books, putting... Right. So the only thing they knew, the energy goes there. That's how they show up. Well, and I think it's interesting about what Rob just said, too, that, you know, well, we would have had a lot more things happen to us. Well, we would have seen a lot more things. And I agree with you, but I'm just going to throw this out there. We had no personal connection to any of those places. That's true. These flight attendants, these people that saw these people had personal connection. You know, it, right, they it's know. like, yeah. Like, That'd be like one of us passing away and coming and visiting you. Or you having a dream other. about somebody that's passed. Or you, you know, somebody in your family passes and something happens in your house. That maybe it wouldn't happen for anybody else, but because right. of your personal connection to it, see, I maybe agree. that's the maybe that's the the key to ghost hunting. You have to have personal connection in order for there to be evidence that you can hmm. really get that solid and concrete. <laughs> well, my grandfather, yeah. <laughs> We sold the chair, and now that other person that bought the chair called me up and said, oh, the But think the chair about how many stories that we hear from people like that. Mm -hmm. And then we go and do an investigation, we get nothing. 
We should go ghost on my grandparents' house. We should. It's empty now before they sell it. Yes. Go in there. I like the way you're thinking. It's a big old giant house in Buffalo. Let's do it. Let's do it. You have a Can personal connection. I guess so, yeah. Do what you gotta believe. I know that's hard for you. Damn it. <laughs> we can believe for you. Like, no, Rob's with me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just make you the ghost bait. Yeah. I got the ghost that. bait shirt. I can let you wear it for a night. I don't mind that. I love stories like this, though, because I feel like it gives me hope. <laughs> hope to... That there's really... <laughs> another side to this? Yeah. Like you just ain't hitting dirt? Well, because I think when you when you ghost hunt for so long, it's easy to get discouraged. Oh, absolutely, because you know? nine out of ten times it's... Right. No. Nah. And how many stories do you hear that end up being a bunch of crap because you find out that people were trying to make some extra money or something else happened or, you know? You can really put, you can really put potholes in stories. You can break them down, and that's what, that's what ghost hunting is. It, it actually... You know, whether you're spiritual or not, you, at the end of the day, you come down to, well, could this physically have happened this way? Or is this something that's, you know, not so physical in a sense? This is a physical story that has happened. Right. It's got too many parts of what we look for. Right. For it to just be easy to brush off. I mean, even Rob said he believes that the people believed what they believed. <laughs> I believe yeah. that. I believe. <laughs> Which is about as good as we're going to get from him. <laughs> yeah. That's a left-handed so. yes. <laughs> In Rob terms, that means he yeah. believes. <laughs> Two thumbs up. <laughs> Two ghosts. <laughs> I don't know. This was a cool story. I yeah. wish we had more stories like this. Yeah, they're hard to find. They are. Especially with these this many accounts happening. You know, this is before internet. Yep. This is before you know, BS stuff, phones, any of that. So you didn't really have, you know, the means to really have a, like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start this little website tonight. And I'm going to say, you know, 40, flight of 401. This is what happened. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, Wikipedia. Okay, cool. Oh, let's add to the story. Oh, Today okay. it would be like, it didn't really crash. They're all reptilian aliens running the government in secret. I would have thought they would have turned mm -hmm. into crocodile dinner. Well, that's probably, yeah. In the Everglades? Yeah. Yeah. This happened during the day, right? No, it no, was night. At night. Oof. That's, that's even scary. worse. Man. So, yep. This gets a two thumbs up. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a really cool story. Yep. We couldn't even pick it apart. We couldn't make fun of it. No. God, that's good. Yeah, right? <laughs> I know. We couldn't solve it in three minutes. Yeah, right? Oh. <laughs> Rob's got it done in 30 seconds. Crap. <laughs> Crap and this is why. Nope. You can't do it. Alright. Let's pair a battle. Ghost Flight 401. <laughs> <laughs>